And now, on This Week in History, with Paul Waite. Hello! And, um, look, I'm I'm actually being filmed again. Oh, hello. Hello, camera. (laughs) Hello. Don't I look lovely and sexy today in my dark blue shirt, showing off my lovely brown arms and And muscular torso. (laughs) Muscular torso! (laughs) Look at those thick pectorals. As I always say, I am the best fat cyclist in history. So, welcome to On This Week in History. Um, The ever-popular... Uh, we've got lots of ideas about um, rolling this out uh, when we when we actually go fully DAB, and um, we've got lots of ideas about how to make aspirin really even better. But that's for another day. So, first fact today: sixteen hundred and seven, massive flooding destroyed two hundred miles of English coastline. That's amazing, isn't it? Oh my god! Two hundred miles with two thousand deaths. So that effectively that's two hundred miles lost forever to the sea mm, that's crazy isn't it you know that's so absolutely crazy i presume this would be somewhere around norfolk you know norfolk. We've had is that, that, that's like not is that um few times. sorry sorry yeah. um innsmouth is that the town of innsmouth that got buried not sure chap to be honest if mm. it is there's a there's a uh, apparently you can still hear the church bell sometimes oh, on the I, beach. I, I, it's I, like I a ghost story thing i know what you mean mm. um so moving on uh, quite a grisly one this mm. 1661 oliver cromwell was ritually executed two years after he died Ooh. so they dug up his remains r- dug up his skeleton yeah remains and uh, he was hung drawn and quartered what's the point just to just to embarrass him and well yeah it's, it's like you know Pooing yeah. on his memory. Isn't no, it? I know, but it's, I just think it's so just pathetic. Well, if you, well no, I don't think it is actually. If you, you were not. Charles II, Oliver Cromwell killed your dad. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Yeah. No. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, so that's quite that's quite an interesting fact, I think. Mm. Yeah. So um, in eighteen hundred, uh, so we moved on quite a bit. Just to make sure I'm, I'm I'm right here. Yeah. So in eighteen hundred, uh, the US. This is an interesting one for you guys. So I guess. So in eighteen hundred, what do you reckon the population of the USA was? Eighteen hundred. Without doing any research of what it is now, no, just say um, one million. If you said it was three hundred twenty no. million now, Callum, I would say like, I would say like eighty million then. In what eight hundred? Well, well, I'd say I'd say 50 ten million. million. Fifty million. Ten is that million. Ten million. Five point three million. Ooh. So I said one million, million at first. Yeah, in eighteen hundred, the population of the USA was five point three million. Oh, we sprouted. We're like rabbits now. Of yeah. whom one million were Afro-Americans. Mm. Wow. So one in five. Yeah. Okay, so that's quite interesting. Very interesting. I think it's amazing how much medicine's come along with that. <laughs> 1856, the Victoria Cross was established. Highest medal. So can you, you can think see. of the first conflict that... Sorry, when did you say what date? 1856. Any idea when the first conflict Victoria Crosses would have been Crimean War? Oh, God, so good. Mm. So good. Oh, Oh, I feel like a performing seal. I'm so proud of him. Thanks, Dad. Yes, that's that's really good. Yeah. And obviously, as we discussed last week, we had 11 Victoria Crosses awarded at Rourke's Drift, which is the single most number of VCs in any one engagement, in my I think so, from what I remember. Um, 1861. So this is one of the things you remember, Callum, about the population of the USA. Mm. So in 1800, I think there were only, at the most, 11 states. Maybe yeah, even, sure. maybe less. Yeah, yeah. So in 1861, Kansas was admitted as a 34th state. I see. There being Kansas. 50 states today, as you probably know, Drew. This might be a stupid question. So where did the four go? <laughs> Sorry? Did you say 54 states and now they're 34. 50? Oh, 34. Sorry, I thought you said 54. <laughs> yeah. This might be a stupid question. But before... Um, so what were the other... St- you know, like, what were the other states at the time, if you know what I mean? So it was still North America. Well, Oregon was British. Right. Mm. For instance. Mm-hmm. Florida was. It was British. 
Yeah, some of them were were independent, like Texas. Was independent, independent states, uh, the Lone Star State, as it's known. So they were they, they, they were separate. They were not part of the United the Union. California was part of Mexico, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's even to this day. Lots of obviously San Diego, Los Angeles, they're all Mexican yeah. or Spanish names, aren't they? Yeah. So what do we, what do we not know about about history? Another one to I, I I'd like to put one of these in every week. So you Americans, you really have got a lot to answer for. <laughs> in 1863 was the Bear River Massacre where the Ooh. U.S. cavalry massacred hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of Indians. Um, again, a huge number of them were children and women. So um, shame on you, you terrible people. Um, 1873, a wonderful book, Around the World in 80 Days. Oh, Ever wow. read it, seen the film? No. Uh, Around the World in 80 Days by, do you know, Captain no, uh, Rudyard Kipling? Jules Verne. No, of course it's not Kipling. Not that. Yeah. Jules Verne. He also ah, wrote Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Right, right, right Voyage yeah. or whatever it is. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, so around the world in 80 days, uh, all about Phileas Fogg. Mm. Uh, and he has a bet uh, that he can get around the world in 80 days and get back to his gentleman's club uh, at 12 o'clock 80 days later mm. um, with his trusty accomplice, Passepartout. Oh, okay. uh, so um, there's a there's a second there's a film made recently about five years ago. Steve Coogan plays the part played by David Niven in the original film. So there we are. Um, talked far too much there. So the end of the first week in history. On this week in history. And welcome back to on this week in history. And it's actually quite hard work talking in you know radio land and also in sort of TV land or whatever it is media land maybe. What do you reckon it is, Drew? Oh, it's media land. It's media land. Mm -hmm. So, um, in 1883, uh, the English cricket team was presented with the ashes of a bale after the Sydney Test. And Mm -hmm. this is is what led to the Australia-England cricket series known as the Ashes. Mm. So, basically, it was... uh, I think there was a note, and it said basically the death of English cricket because we lost. Yeah. So England, obviously, in those days, England thought they were better than everybody. Played cricket against these colonial people and got their asses kicked. Yeah. Uh, so the bales uh, were were cremated, put in an urn, which still exists today. Yep. Presented to the England team, uh, and that's what became the Ashes. So well done on the England cricket team for their two nil series win in Sri Lanka. Um, uh, fantastic batting by Joe Root. Uh, who became the sixth uh, highest scoring English cricketer of all time, uh, overtaking Kevin Peterson. Um, so um, I think he's the first uh, English cricketer for 40 years to get a double 100 and follow up over 150 in his next test innings. So there we are. Uh, and my father and my favourite cricketer is Josh Butler, who I'm linked in. So Josh, if you are remotely listening to us, and you should, mm-hmm. Josh, we love you. Keep up playing. Keep disciplined because you are a great player. Don't let them get you dropped. Okay, so moving on, uh, as I've got to say, a people you have to admire immensely is the South Africans. Mm. Um, so, of course, sorry, sorry, sorry to pick on you, Drew, I'm just interested. Do you know what country the Boers came from in South Africa? No. Nope. So today, do you know that the South Africa is made up of English people and obviously coloured people? Mm-hmm. And do you know what other, other nation is sort of mixed in with them? Um, in South Africa? Yeah. Mm, no. Dutch. Dutch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Dutch. The Dutch, and they're called the Afrikaans. That's Afrikaans. Oh, Afrikaans. There's yeah. lots yeah. of people with a name like Van der Linde and stuff yeah. like that. So if you look at mm. if you look at the um, uh, South African rugby team, it's got people like Van der Merwe, yeah. Bota, lots, lots of Vans. Bota, I've heard of the language. Bota, Afrikaans Van Rensburg. Well. Yeah, yeah. People like yeah. that. You lots know. of Vans and Ders. <laughs> mm. So um, yeah, Schmidt, obviously. Mm. Um, 
Uh, so it's, it's actually American. anyway one thing you got to say so um so there was a war two wars between the boers and the brits mm. in south africa uh, who were basically fighting for control over who controlled it uh, and in 1900 the boers defeated the british at spy on cop um this was actually the first of several victories the boers had over us um, obviously bearing in mind we were the uh, we were supposed to be the, the most powerful nation mm. in the world at mm. this time mm. so we got beaten by a, a load of um well, i suppose you'd call them sort of bandits almost yeah I suppose, sure. you know. mm. um but um what, one of the things that's interesting so those of you who support liverpool liverpool fc will know that um the ground at liverpool is known as the cop mm. which is comes of the battle of spy and cops so there we are mm. so, bringing you education every day so uh moving on we go to 1933 and marshall hindenburg who was uh, originally the um i think the leader of the german army in the first world war and was the president of germany very foolishly appointed hitler as the reich trans chancellor mm -hmm. um and it was interesting there was a lot of um uh he received a lot of uh, criticism at the time from um other prominent germans to basically say you know what the hell have you done and obviously uh, what he did was uh, mm -hmm. unleash one of the most terrible people in world history uh, it's quite startling but one thing you know we have to remember is the germans did vote for him yeah that's uh, right and, and, and i think one should never forget that you know these it's a days, very important lesson these mm -hmm. days you know people are very politically correct and make mm -hmm. out Oh, I've, I've just realised I've missed some... <laughs> so we're going to have to go back a bit now. Um, <laughs> in 1819... Sorry about this. Right. In 1819, Sir Stamford Raffles lands in Singapore. Now, what's rather wonderful about this is uh, I have been to Singapore and I have, I have been to the Raffles Hotel, mm. um, which is a very famous uh, hotel in Singapore. It has a, um, it has a Sikh uh, guard outside who wants something. He's very famous in himself. Uh, so one of the highlights of my life was sitting there with one of my best chums of all time, Dean Robinson. Shout out to you, Dean, you mm. wonderful man in Brisbane. Mm. Um, probably the best man to get drunk to get drunk with I've ever ever had in my life. Uh, mm. And uh, I was sat there in Raffles Bar drinking my Stolly. <laughs> Stolly. Stolly Schneuer. Ah. Uh, we had a wonderful buffet. It cost thirty pounds each with quails, eggs, and all wow, sorts. Wow, that sounds nice. Uh, How did you find Singapore? Was it? I've uh, heard it's a beautiful city. Oh, just uh, the best, mm. the cleanest place I've yeah, ever been to. Like really, just clean. unbelievable. It made you ashamed to be English. <laughs> um, so I've gone over it, but I'm just going to try and get one more fact in. Um, in 1887, the world's largest ever snowflake. Really? Can you have a guess? I think it was. <laughs> I don't know, a metre? <laughs> you silly boy. Uh, Can you imagine a snowflake <laughs> in a metre? You, you, like, you wouldn't want it to land <laughs> on you, would you? God, sugar, Ray, love it. What's that, like five inches? 15 inches by eight. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's a big old So there we are. I hope you enjoyed the second part of On This Week in History. Bringing you the news of old on This Week in History with Paul Waite. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, Callum and I are very proud to say that the origins of our name, Wait, are, are watchmen. So mm. uh, the Waits used to go around the, the battlements and the walls Home shouting pits. out. Yeah, you used to walk around at night making sure that basically nobody was uh, raping, defiling, mm. stealing. And, and making public announcements. The watchmen. I think so, it's a Saxon name. Yes, a Saxon word, Wait, W-A-I-T, comes from, that means watcher. Mm. Anyway, so another fact in 1887, work began on the Eiffel Tower, which I think... 
uh, when it was finished was for a while the tallest structure in the world of its kind mm -hmm. i'm not entirely sure of that but i think it's true um Probably. moving on a fact which um people will know that gandhi is an idol of mine uh, so in 1948, Mahatma Gandhi was assassinated by Nathuram Godse, who was uh, 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 a Hindu uh, extremist, fundamentalist, who um, didn't obviously agree with Gandhi's uh, cross-liberal, multi-faith mm. policies. Um, terrible, terrible shame that a man of such peace um, who abhorred violence should meet his end that way. But I suppose, in a way, um, he became a martyr. Yeah, uh, definitely. Which, which um, often happens with great people like him. It's interesting. You don't really hear of very many extremist Hindus, do you? <laughs> you don't, yeah. Well, well those it's like the only that we one. I probably don't have the time today. Yeah. In 1958, um, the Lego company patented Lego bricks. Hmm. Can you imagine? It, wasn't, it actually wasn't called Lego to start with. Was it not? Was it yeah, not? For about a year, it was called something else, but I can't remember what it was. That's Dutch. So. Oh, no, Danish. Danish um, is Lego. It's Danish, I'm sure yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I think sure it's, it is. it's European, for sure. Danish, I'm sure it is. Okay. So, in 1965, uh, Winston Churchill's state uh, funeral at St. Paul's, which was the world's largest ever state funeral. Oh. And very fitting, I think, that it was. And just to show uh, what an odd little boy I was, bearing in mind, uh, so I don't know how many little boys you could say that five years old, I'm five years old, I actually had a scrapbook uh, with loads of cuttings of Churchill's funeral in. Oh, nice. With press cuttings and all that. Always um, been a fan of Churchill. Well, just, oh, yeah. uh, just interesting things. And uh, any of you who go to my house today, you'll see that I've got Winston Churchill memorabilia uh, all over the house, mm. um, all sorts of things. Uh, so he's just an absolute legend. 1972, Pakistan withdrew from the Commonwealth. That was well, a, a bad move. Not surprising. I think General Zia was the Prime Minister at the time, and um, Pakistan's obviously been at odds with uh, India for most of the time since 1948 since and bangladesh the, yeah mm. an interesting on that one yeah since partition um i'm pretty i think i'm right in saying that pakistan is now back in the commonwealth is it i'm pretty sure it is yeah mm. I, 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 uh, so uh, another fact in 1972 again we talked about um this last week uh the opening song drew of last week's irish special was sunday bloody sunday mm. and would you believe it 1972 bloody sunday comes up on this week in history <sighs> So I was actually, I said 24 people were shot. In fact, it was 27. Mm. 27 people were shot, of which 14 were killed. Mm. So it's gone down in sort of folklore or whatever you want to call it in uh, Republican Irish, you know, Irish Republicanism. Um, uh, and, and, you know, we haven't got time today to talk about the whys and wherefores of it, but it's a significant moment in history. Mm. Uh, 1975, so sort of building on the Lego thing, uh, Erno Rubik. <laughs> you um, he, he uh, applied for a patent for the Rubik cube, and again, <laughs> it, it was It was originally called the Magic Cube. Oh, was it the Magic Cube? Now, I got to say, I don't mind admitting that I'm a buffoon. Um, I actually bought a Rubik cube. Do you know I can't do it? Really? Oh, Rucking users. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Rucking users. Yeah. yeah. Rucking. That's it. Yeah, Rucking. that's good. Rucking users. <laughs> Just can't do it. <laughs> so Sorry, there we are. Man. It is. I think we've only got one fact left. Yeah, isn't that a miracle? How do we manage that? Anyway, so one one for uh, for Callum, um, who was a big fan of this guy. So uh, fortunately, we do have a little bit of time to talk about him. Nice, Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> not a very savoury fact, mind. In 1992, Mike Tyson was found guilty of rape. Yeah. Mm. Um, what was their name? Robin something. Is Robin Redbreast. Mm. I have to say, yeah, as I as I've matured, not even funny. Sorry, as I've matured <laughs> as a man. I uh, I actually am nowhere near as much of a fan of Mike Tyson as I used to be. I I respect the fact that he is was an absolutely great boxer, but I think I think the image I think the young man 
um, in me, the immature man thought he was a badass. But I think as I've grown, I've actually become more of a fan of Evander Holyfield and and. I've, I've always I've always really liked Lennox Lewis, but oh, the boxer of that era that I like, the heavyweight boxer, is Lennox Lewis by far. He's my favourite of that era. That's interesting. You know, you said he was great. I mean, he was a he was like you know, um, I'd say he was like an improved version of Joe Frazier. Yeah, sure. Personally, you know, I think I think he he would have he was Joe Frazier was world champion back in the seventies, um, and I think that Tyson was a better version of him. But I think um, one of the really great boxers, I think someone like Foreman at his best, mm. would completely. I, I, I do think that Tyson is overrated, definitely. Some so, people say he's at the greatest heavyweight of all time. I don't think that's the case. So we have to end it there.